0: Amen. Thank you for that. Let's open our Bibles, please, to 1 John chapter 5. 1 John chapter 5. And we're going to begin reading in verse 4. We'll read responsively through verse 11. 1 John chapter 5 and verse 4. And shall we stand, please, for the reading of God's Word? 1 John chapter 5 and verse 4. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? This is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ. Not by water only, but by water and blood, And it is the Spirit that beareth witness, because the Spirit is truth. For these three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, these three are one. And there are three that bear witness in the earth, the Spirit, and the water, and the blood, and these three agree in one. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. For this is the witness of God, which He hath testified of His Son. He that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness in himself. He that believeth not God hath made him a liar, because he believeth not the record that God gave of his Son. And this is the record that God hath given to us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. If you look back at the end of verse 7, these three are one. These three are one, I want to talk to you this morning about the Godhead, and uh, it's basically a doctrinal message, but uh, giving you an overview, um, we should all know this. Uh, you should know the doctrine, and uh, you should be set free, and the truth shall make you free. Uh, so I'd ask that you listen very carefully. Our Father, we pray that you'd bless the message, we yield your spirit. We pray that he would uh, open our eyes and our understanding and enlightenment of the Godhead, that these three are one. I pray that no one would be confused and that you would clear up any confusion. Help us to see the deception of the devil and so many different cults and uh, denominations, false teachings pray that you'd use this to strengthen us, help us to build our house on the rock, the Word of God, and when the storms come, our house will stand. And we ask these things in Jesus' name, amen. And you may be seated. Uh, These three are one. Uh, I'll say this, first of all, we should only use biblical terminology according to the King James Bible. The word Trinity is not in the Bible. I think it's weird, or not weird, I got saved in Trinity Baptist Church. Now there's some great churches named Trinity Baptist Church. But the the word Trinity is not in the Bible. Just like the word demon, I I never use the word demon or demonology. They're devils, little d, you ought to use Bible terminology. So we're going to talk about the Godhead, which is a fundamental of the faith. So let me first of all emphasize the importance of this doctrine. A fundamental of the faith is a doctrine that is so fundamental to the truth that if you err in a fundamental of the faith, then you will die in damnation. That's how severe... A, uh, or how important it is to understand the fundamentals of the faith. So if you're wrong on the Godhead, you're wrong. You can think you're right, you can you know have some terminology, but you must be sound doctrinally on the doctrine of the Godhead. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. These three are one. So you have a lot of people who are polytheists. You even have a lot of Baptists who are confused about the Godhead. You have some so-called Christians separating the three, thinking they're different entities. So remember, we pray to the Father in the name of the Son in the power of the Holy Spirit. You cannot pray to Jesus. You cannot pray to the Holy Spirit. You pray to the Father going through the Son, the one mediator, in the power of the Holy Spirit. So, we know according to Deuteronomy 6-4, Hear O Israel, the Lord our God is one God. There is only one God. There is only one true God, and that one God is three they are one. So there are many, many different ideas about this, slants on it in a lot of different denominations and false religions that call themselves Christian, but they're not. Some of them emphasize Jesus more than others. Some emphasize the gifts of the Holy Spirit more than others. And then, sad to say, some people think that God had a baby, And this is really important, this is hard for me to uh, describe, but God did not have a baby Jesus. He is the Word made flesh, the Word incarnate. You'd be surprised how many people get deceived about that. The manger scene at Christmas, uh, the mother of God, Mary. You need to listen very carefully and learn these things. I'll give you an example my wife worked with someone and was trying to win this person, a woman, and she was dating a man. And she said, I have to separate from this man. I can no longer be around him. And my wife said, why? What's so bad about him? She said, he believes Jesus is God. I don't want my children around him. See, she had been taught this false trinity That they are not one. And you'd be surprised how popular this is and how deceptive that it is. So, the Bible tells us that the creation of God, the visible things, are to reveal the invisible truths of God, which are eternal. So, we'll look at several of these things, but just as an example, Water is three parts, liquid, steam, ice. It can come in three forms. There are different types of light. There are different types of energy that reveal the truth of God. So I remember some things I was taught. One of them was that Jesus volunteered to go to earth from heaven. You know, that, and that's not true. The, the Father sent the Son, He sent the Son, and the Son obeyed the Father, and He learned obedience through suffering. Another one is that the Godhead counsels each other, this foredetermined or foreordained counsel of God, that somehow they're they're kind of giving different opinions. No, they are one. They are one. So, you have the Mormons believe that Jesus was a created angel of God. Study it. They call him the Son of God. They don't believe he's the God man. They don't believe these three are one. Study it. Don't just listen to the terminology they use. Jehovah Witnesses are very heretical on this about the deity of Christ. The charismatic movement about the second baptism of the Spirit and the tongues and gifts of the Spirit. All these types of things. And then you have the baby Jesus syndrome, as I call it. So, there's many examples. Let me give you a few. In Genesis, the book of beginnings, the creation of God, Genesis 1-3, God said, let there be light. Uh, in Genesis one two, the Spirit moved on the face of the waters. And John one one through three, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. Amen. And the Word is Jesus Christ, the Word of God. And Genesis one twenty six, He said, "Let us make man in our image." So He said, let us, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, make man in His image. Not three different, these three are one. You have the doctrine of the Incarnation, John 3.16 the Father and the Son. Luke 1.35, the Holy Spirit is God. Also Matthew 1.20, the doctrine of redemption, 2 Corinthians 5.21, the Father and the Son. Hebrews 9.14 talks about the Holy Spirit's work in the doctrine and the work of redemption. In salvation, John 14.6 with a famous verse, and Ephesians um, four. 30 Is the Holy Spirit. So according to 1 Timothy 2 5, you ought to have it memorized. There is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. There is one. So when you see Ephesians 4 4 through 7, that one God manifest in three, but yet they are one the Spirit, the Lord, and God, all. In one body. You find this in Romans chapter 1, verse 20, also Colossians chapter 2, verse 9. In him dwelt the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Jesus Christ, the fullness of the Godhead bodily. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. So we can learn a lot about God by ourselves. We are made in the image of God. So according to 1 Thessalonians 523 24, I mention this quite often, there is the spirit and the soul and the body. We are created in God's image. So God has a spirit and a soul and a body. It's just that simple. These three agree, not just agree as the witness on earth, that's something different, but those, these three are one. So all of the creation... And I'm not a scientist, I'm not a geologist, I'm an amateur archaeologist. I'm not a physicist, uh, I'm not an engineer, I just know a little bit about this. Some of you know a lot more about this than I do. But you have, for instance, you have invisible heat waves, you have yellow light rays that can be seen, and then you have blue chemical rays which can only be seen by effect. You can only, it's like the wind, you can see what the wind does, moves the leaves, but you can't really see the wind. And all of these things are in three. You have the alpha, the beta, the gamma rays, classified as light, heat, and actinic, if I'm pronouncing that properly. So you have the, the sun, the morning star, is one, but yet it has three manifestations of these light rays. You can see them but not feel them. You have the heat rays which can be felt but not seen. You have the actinic rays which can neither be seen nor felt, but they exist. And this is teaching us about the greatness of God, His nature, His person, His eternality. If you even think about water, H2O, one part hydrogen two, or oxygen, two parts hydrogen three parts. I know they're kind of different, but uh, the same. And then they have three different manifestations. You can have water in a liquid, a steam form, or ice. So, in Matthew three thirteen through 17 God the Father spoke. What does it say? God the Son was baptized. By John the Baptist. Then what happened? The Holy Spirit and the form, bodily form of a dove lighted upon him, and the Father said, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. These three are one, not separate entities or persons. And the Bible says this is the express image of his person. That's Hebrews 1 3. This is who God is. So, In Matthew 28, 19, the Bible talks about the Lord God. And when you have the Lord God, this refers to His deity and His greatness, His eternality, the ancient of days. So whenever you have a deep truth, which is so simple, you can learn this by your own self. The devil comes along and confuses people and confuses the doctrine. And so there's all sorts of uh, denominations and uh, teachings, false religions set up. And when you boil it down, most of them have a problem with the Godhead. They don't believe these three are one. They believe they're separate, or there's only two, or there's only one. They make, uh, they have a real problem with this. So you have, for instance, the heretics of baptismal regeneration that you can somehow get baptized by getting dunked in a tank and get saved by being baptized in water. That's a total heresy. You can take a bath every day of your life and get baptized many times as you want to. You're not going to get one inch closer to heaven. You get baptized because you're saved, not to be saved. So then you have the heresy of transubstantiation where the priest can hocus-pocus, turn a, a wafer or Eucharist into the literal body of Christ, and they consume and cannibalize the body of Jesus Christ. And they call it mass, remember, because a mass is a mass killing, multiple killing. They re the Lord of Glory every mass and then try to eat His body. Very weird doctrine, don't you think? If you know the truth, the truth shall set you free, and then notice only the priests or the altar boys get the wine. That's kind of weird, isn't it? And some of them I don't know who gets it i'm not, but so and then you have the Holy Spirit abuse of the gifts and going back to apostolic times of the book of Acts, when the Bible says when I was a child, I spake as a child. When I became a man, I put away childish things. When the perfect law of liberty has come, the Word of God, the full canon of Scripture, replaced those apostolic gifts. So, uh, Word of knowledge, Word of wisdom, laying on of hands. Now, God still heals, but nobody has the gift of laying on of hands nobody. Only the apostles had that. And to be an apostle you had to be an eyewitness of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So that means you'd have to be 2,000 years old. And the Bible says that John the Baptist was the last prophet. But yet they call themselves a prophet. We met a prophet yesterday who was a false prophet. Him and his wife co-pastor nothing. And he was bragging about And he wouldn't say drug addiction. It's Uh, drug abuse too. Somehow that would not offend people. So the devil copies. You have the satanic trinity. Satan is the dragon, the son of perdition, the antichrist, and the false prophet. The three unclean frogs that are going to come out. You have the false satanic godhead. And then you have the what it's called the No Hellers, the Campbellites. No, that's not, that's the Russellites. The No Hellers, they don't even believe in a hell. And then you have, the, there's power in the tub. You know, we've seen there's power in the blood. The Church of Christ says there's power in the tub. And they say there's seven things you got to do to go to heaven seven. And one of them is you got to get dunked in their tub. No, there's power in the blood, not power in the tub. And some of you got ring around the collar and ring around the tub. Anyways. So then you got the Jesus crowd. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Nothing wrong. I'll raise my hands all the time. But you know, I know you you have to know what I'm saying here. It's thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. But they get into this praise Jesus still too much much emphasize on Jesus. They're not doctrinally sound. So, you know that saying, let Jesus happen to you. I know what they mean. It's just not doctrinally sound. How about just let the, the truth happen to you? Now, so the Father gives you the purpose As we've always been taught the alliterated outline of the three P's. The Son gives you the pattern on how to live the purpose, and the Holy Spirit gives you the power to live the pattern of the purpose. So God has a body, a soul, and a spirit. What is the body of God? Jesus Christ, the Word was made flesh. What is the soul of God? God the Father. And then the Spirit, just like we have a spirit, Romans 1, 9, we serve God with our spirit. God has the Holy Spirit. So, when we think about this, going all the way back to Genesis chapter 1, let us make man in our image. These three are one. So, us. Us. Doesn't necessitate three persons. This three agree in one, they are one. This is the person of God. Now, I'm going to make some uh, statements here to summarize this so we can. I'm going to lay, it, uh, lay the foundation, then build upon it. So you have the precepts, then line upon line, precept upon precept, and there is no private interpretation of Scripture. Remember that. When somebody comes to you and says, oh, that's just your interpretation. I have my interpretation. Somebody's wrong. Don't ever forget. There is no private interpretation. Anybody who's of the truth, will reach the same conclusion. Don't ever forget that. And a lot of people think, well, I have a right to my own uh, perspective and to reach a different conclusion. No, you do not. So we will all reach the same conclusion if we study the truth and we're doctrinally sound. Amen. Number one, very, very simple. There is one God. One. One. Deuteronomy 6 four hero Israel, the Lord our God is one God. So what we're dealing with in the world is false gods or polytheism, which means many gods of like Hinduism, Taoism, uh, paganism, Druidism, the New age movement, the New world movement is based on many gods and They don't like the fact that there's one God. Now, it seems arrogant, does it not? I mean, but if I didn't believe we were right, I would quit and go somewhere I thought was right. I mean, there's one God. What is that one God? Hear, O Israel, that the one true living God spoke something from nothing by his eternal sovereign power power and providence, and He is in control of all things, and all things are open and naked before Him with whom we have to do, and we have to face Him one day at the judgment, and He gave us a book that tells us how to live. Amen. And you get saved His way or no other way. Right, there is one God. And what is that God? The God of Israel. Now, the God of Israel chose Abraham Abraham had Isaac, and then Jacob. He had 12 sons. These are the patriarchs. God chose David after Saul rebelled, and uh, the Lion of the tribe of Judah, Jesus Christ, came through His lineage. He sent the Lamb of God the first time to die on the cross for the sin, and that Jesus Christ, the Lion of the tribe of Judah, is soon coming again to fight at the Battle of Armageddon. This is the one true God. Now, a lot of people don't like that. They say, you are not diverse. Yeah, that's the one. You're not inclusive. You're, you're not diverse. And uh, they, they look at it as, uh, well, it's the way of persecution. But, hey, there's one God. Decide for yourself. You know who Allah is? He's the moon God. He's the, God of the, he's the God of the moon. They worship a God of the moon. All the Druids of paganism in Great Britain, they worship these spirits. And, uh, the, and the Hindus have all kinds of gods. The Greeks, the Romans, the Chinese. All these different peoples have different gods, but there is one God. Now, number two. As I've offered, some of this is a little bit repetition. Hopefully, it's not redundant. I'm trying to remind you: man is made in the image of God, Colossians one twenty-six. So you are made in His image. You can are you many people? Some people think they are. <laughs> some people might think they have multiple personalities, or uh, possessed, or influenced by many different spirits. But you are one. Hopefully because you are one. That's who you are. You live in a body, right? We can see it. You have a soul. That's the real you is your soul. It is the soul that sinneth. It shall surely die. So your soul is your personality, your will, your affections, your, these types of things, uh, free will, your ambition, your aspirations, you, that's the real you, your soul, and then you have a spirit. And the spirit is the wind or vitality of the energy by which you live your life in your soul in your body. So right now I can, I can uh, deflate my spirit. I can just go, you know, like a lot of people, you see them. And, uh, and then I can start preaching like, uh, let's. There is one God, and there is—you better believe in Him. Or I have free will. Get up! Yeah. That's what some of you need to do. Fire up your spirit yeah. by free will. Smile; it won't. Your face won't crack. You can be happy. You can be a like brother. Hunt, spring in your step? You know, I was in Santa Fe. This guy he's a half Apache. I really like him. He's 67. He goes, look at these people. He goes, I'm not going to go out that way. I'm going to walk upright. I'm going to lift up my head. I'm going to walk. I'm not going to be depressed. I said, man, that's pretty good stuff. Um, Trying to have a spring in his step. So we're made in the image of God. So did I already say it? Number three, that means you have a body, soul, and spirit. And you can decide what spirit you live in, and the spirit will energize your soul, and that will change your body. Your spirit and your soul decides what your body does. See, so many people let the lust of the flesh, their body decides what it does. And I, I say it all the time, but I practice, I look in the mirror, and I tell myself, no. And I'll say, no. And when my stomach growls and wants food, I'll say, you don't get your way every time you're hurting and making a noise. No. Excuse me. We all fight the battle. It's tough. Uh, But I, I try to tell them, you're not getting your way. You're not the boss, body. I'm the boss. Try to rule with the spirit and the soul and submit to God. Uh, What am I on, number three or four? Four. Therefore, this is all repetition. I'm leading somewhere, follow me. That means that God has a body, soul, and spirit. And that spirit is the Holy Spirit. And His soul determines His will. And He gives His will. He commands His will. He speaks His will. And then He gives us His Word The Word made flesh incarnate Jesus Christ sent from heaven, and He obeyed the will of the Father, and He fulfilled all the Messianic prophecies to the jot and the tittle, and He laid down His life for us. And no greater love hath any man than this, than that He would lay down His life for His friends. And what did he do? He shed his blood to buy the church. And if you accept him as your Savior, it says, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are his. There it is again. So, God then gives us a body to serve him, just like him. Now, number six, the Father is invisible. The Bible talks about the invisible Father and the Father of Spirits. You can't see God the Father. You know, a lot of people, I saw God. No, you didn't. He's invisible. He's a spirit. Now, some people see things uh, and think it's God. Uh, I think they ate the, those strange mushrooms or something, but uh, the uh, or that blotter stuff on a Mickey Mouse paper or something. But... Uh, That they think they see things, you know, you can't see God. The Bible says, "If any man sees God, he wouldn't live. God's so holy, we would be struck dead without our glorified bodies." So the Father is invisible, the soul of the Godhead, but He is the will of the Godhead. Next, Jesus is the image of the invisible Father. So when God sent Christ, He was the image or the manifestation physically of the invisible Father. And so what did Jesus say? I've only said unto you what the Father said to me. I've only showed you what the Father has showed me. I came to do the will of my Father which is in Heaven. And a lot of people think because of the they don't understand the doctrine of the Godhead that somehow Jesus had a father. He did have a heavenly father, but these three are one. They're one. They're, they're not separate. So some people think you have a baby Jesus and a father, and then this powerful spirit working all these minutes. No, they're one. And, and basically saying, I limited myself according to Philippians 2, I believe it is, of my eternal Godhead powers, to be limited to the body of flesh of a man, to be sinless and lay down my life and shed my blood for the sin of the propitiation of the world. And they somehow think that there's a father separate from the son and the whole. These three are one. And if you get your mind right, it'll change everything. And Jesus said, if you remember when they said, show us the father and it sufficeth us. Just show us one more thing. We've seen all your miracles. We've heard the deep teachings. Show us the father and we'll be satisfied. He said, if you've seen me, you've seen the father. He's the, he's the manifest, the word made flesh. So, Jesus is the image through the miracle of what is called the Incarnation. John 1, John 1, 14, We beheld His glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Now, that means the Holy Spirit then is one, the working and the power of the Spirit of holiness in the nature of these three are one, in all that God does. So, there is only one God, only one person of God, and I want you to read this so that you'll know where it's at. I've already quoted it, but if you'd please look at Hebrews chapter 1, please. Hebrews chapter 1. And look at verse... One. We'll read the first three verses of Hebrews chapter 1. God, who at sundry times and in divers manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son. So, how does he speak? Through the word of God, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person upholding all things by the word of his power when he had sat when he had by himself purged our sins sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high so what is who is christ the express image of his person there in verse three so you have one god these three are one and this is in Matthew 7, 13, 14, Romans 8, 14, uh, where the Spirit cries out, Abba, Father. So if you're saved, as we read in our text, the witness is in you. How do you know you're saved? I said, well, this life is in His Son. Now, how do you know that you're saved, though? The witness is in you. The Holy Spirit is came to reside in your body your body's the temple of the holy spirit when you receive christ and he tells you the truth leads and guides you he comforts you and he witnesses that you're saved and he witnesses of the truth and these three are one and he cries out what abba father now that word abba is the the word for your father On best terms, Like if you call your dad, dad or daddy, pappy, Paul, what did you call What did you call your dad when you were on very, very best loving terms? I'll I'll call mine. Hey, dad or Paul, pappy. And, you know, some they call him Paul, Paul, whatever it is, that intimate term of love and affection. The spirit cries out, Abba, father, where at? In your body, so God did not have a baby. I just want to emphasize this. This is—it seems kind of strange to say that, doesn't it? But everybody believes it. Baby, G. Oh, the, in the swallowing in the manger. Let's set up the camel and the donkey and uh, no, the Word was made flesh. It's absolute crucial indifference. A lot of people think Jesus is the Son of God as in we have an offspring. You have a son or a daughter. God had a baby and then this baby needed help so he'd go, Father, help. No, they're one. They're one. And he did it all in the power of the Holy Spirit. So, I love Colossians 2.9, in the fullness of the Godhead bodily. In Christ. Now, let's turn, and we're almost through, to John chapter 14. John chapter 14. And I'm just giving you an overview to hopefully we can think and get some things reaffirmed in our mind. So let's look at John 14. Look at verse 7. Jesus said, If you had known me, you should have known my Father also. You see that? And from henceforth you know him and have seen him. Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth him. I mentioned this earlier. Jesus saith unto him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that has seen me hath seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, Show us the Father? I go to my Father, and whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, keep my commandments. Now, this is nothing to be proud about, but this should give us a confidence. He said, if you ask anything in my name, I'm going to do it. I will give it to you why? That, the, that there would be a glorification of the Godhead. So when we think about the Lord Jesus Christ, in whom dwelt the fullness of the Godhead bodily, these three are one. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit are one. Second Corinthians 4.4, 4, there's many verses. The image of God This is the express image of His person. And Romans 1.20 said, even His eternal power and Godhead. And as we said, in Christ dwells the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And so I want to read in conclusion and go back to where we begin. This is very important. How do you get saved? How do you know you're saved? What's the only way to be saved. Verse 10 of 1 John 5, He that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness in himself. He that believeth not God hath made him a liar, because he believeth not the record that God gave of his Son. And this is the record, that God hath given to us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. He that hath the Son hath life. He that hath not the Son of God hath not life. Isn't that great news? This is the record of God. The record of God. You don't have temporal life. You don't have a life that's based on will you not sin or be perfect. No, it's eternal life because it's in His Son if you believe He gave you that life. So where will you be a million, trillion, eons into eternity? I'll have eternal life. All those who believe in Him have eternal life. And you either have a temporal life or a false everlasting life, or you have eternal life. And this life is in His Son, and in Him dwelt the fullness of the Godhead bodily. He is the express image of His person. And it is one God in three... And these three are one. And there's a witness on earth. There's a whole other doctrine here about the... There's three witnesses on earth that's witnessing this record's in heaven. Praise the Lord for sound doctrine. Uh, If you have any questions, let me know. If anybody needs more information, let me know. We'll try to help you. But the main thing is, we have the record, God's not a liar, that the life's in His Son. Don't, don't believe your emotions or, or your good works. Believe the record. And if your own heart condemns you, God's greater than your heart. God's not a liar. It's impossible for God to lie. Titus 1-2. God promised this life is in His Son. Amen. All right, let's bow our heads. Close our eyes. I'd ask that no one is leaving. Uh, No one is looking around. This is a very important part of the service. I want you to think about what was said. It could possibly be that you've never heard this before. It could possibly be that this really answered some questions for you or maybe brought up some other questions you'd like to study further. The most important thing is that you understand the doctrine of the Godhead. These three are one. For God so loved the world he did that He did what? Gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And the Holy Spirit of God will convict you of your sin, and you need to be saved. He will draw you to Christ and give you repentance and faith, and then come into your body, and you will have a witness... And he will help you and empower you to do the will of the Father according to the word of his will. How many of you could say, I know that I'm saved. I've settled it. I have no doubts. I know that I understand The Trinity that God gave his son for me and I'm born again through simple faith and I have eternal life. Could you please testify? No one's looking but me. Would you raise your hand? Don't don't be embarrassed. Amen. Thank you for that. You can put your hands down. Now, we want to give you an opportunity. God loves you and wants you to go to heaven, but he will not make exceptions. You have to understand the deity of Christ and the Godhead. Is there anyone who'd say, if I were honest, I would have to admit I have some doubts about where I'm going when I die. Would you just be honest? Would you let me pray for you? So I've never settled it. I have doubts. Would you please raise your hand? Be honest. Amen. I see that hand. That hand. Thank you for your honesty. The Lord loves you. We love you. We would love to take the Bible and show you how to go to heaven. You need to reach a conclusion. We're going to have an invitation. If you'd like to be saved, you can come forward or you could get with a soul winner that could take you to a private place and show you the gospel. But if you're saved and you name the name of Christ, why are we in doubt? Why are we discouraged? Why are we down in the dumps? Why are we sad? Why are we moping? We should be... So excited. this is the record that God hath given to us eternal life, and this life is in His Son. He that hath the Son hath life. You have eternal life, and He said, if you ask anything in His name, he'll give it you. Great encouragement, great excitement, great uplifting. Let's change our mentality and fire up. Amen. Hold your head up, high. smile. It's fun. (laughs) It's fun. Amen. All right, we're going to have an invitation. Father, I pray that you'd work in our life. Once again, clear up confusion. Help us to know the doctrine. Help us to get it right in our heart and in our mind. Pray that you'd build your people, edify the members in the body, and save the lost, and build your church. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's all stand. We're going to have an invitation as the pianist plays. Why not come forward and thank God that you're saved? Thank God you have the witness. Thank God you believe the record. Thank God you have eternal life. Thank God that you have prayer